And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Network. It's Friday, March 19th, and this is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling today with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mmm, Lee And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Happy World Sleep Day to everyone out there, especially you, Lily. I know you love your sleep, big guy. Oh, I love my sleep, and I love my sleepy Floyd from the 87 All-Star Game, so it's a great day for me. Awesome. Shout out to the stream team joining us right now on YouTube. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share the No Dunks YouTube channel with all your NBA friends. Keep your questions coming for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in to nodunks at theathletic.com immaculate items available still over at nodunks.com and uh if you are live on the stream team and you're a top shot hot boy or girl you'll see my mug hosting today's rare 2021 all-star game pack drop Mm. yes come say hi hang out with me i'm gonna be talking to myself for like three hours (laughs) now we might have some guests rolling through uh couple former NBA players, some current NBA players. Hopefully, you never know, right? You, you book them and then something happens and suddenly they're not there. But uh, come hang out with me. I got some things in store. And uh, good luck to you, good luck to you, good luck to you as everybody tries to get a low number in the randomization there for today's uh, pack drop. But this is our drop, the drop before the drop. And uh, we're looking la- back at last night's games. We've got worst of the week. we got tweet night. we got all your staples here. We'll start with this, though. LeBron goes for 37 to lead the Lakers past the Hornets. 116-105. Okay, that's the game, and we can talk about that if you want. But, man, the headline coming off of this one, Dave McMenamin at ESPN. Kyle Kuzma says LeBron James should have at least eight MVPs. He says, quote, the NBA MVP is a very political award. This is Kuz. Braun should have been at the MVP at least eight, nine, ten times. Everybody knows that. Well, Lee Ellis knows that. Kuzma's actually uh, selling Braun short here. I think you had LeBron down for 11 MVPs when you took us through that on a beach step in podcast way back in May. 
uh, Lily. So I assume you agree with Kuzma to some extent here. I absolutely do agree with him for that. Uh, in fact, LeBron would have had 12 if you count last season because, uh, right. you know, when you look at who won it, Giannis, he loses in the second round. And I took into account the playoffs when I was awarding those MVPs and LeBron mm. finishing the season with the championship and the finals MVP. Give him 12. But yeah, he absolutely deserves more than four. But even LeBron said himself, when in response to that, was like, you ask any of the greats. Michael Jordan has five. He thinks he deserved ten. And he was right as well. Larry Bird got three. Magic got three. They all deserved a few extras. So it's not uncommon that players feel that they deserve more. But I do feel that LeBron winning four so close together, because he won four in five years there, probably counted against him. I think voter fatigue comes into it a bit, you know, because you see things like when Russell Westbrook won his, he did something we hadn't seen before since uh, Oscar Robinson by averaging 30 points and getting a triple-double. His team didn't have a great season, but it was kind of like, wow, this is incredible. You're the MVP this season. But we always talk, you know, about this stuff. Sometimes it's like who's having a better individual season versus who is still the best player in the league. And LeBron James has been the best player in the league. I think Frank Vogel said there, basically since his second or third season, he came and he's been like, if you could pick one guy, no one's picking anyone before LeBron James, even if you include Kevin Durant at his best, and even if you include Stephen Curry at his best. I think LeBron has been the best player for the last 15 years or so in the NBA. But that hasn't been reflected as far as winning uh, MVPs. He's been a runner-up four times, so it's yeah. kind of close. But it's just one of those things. It's like the, the shiny new toy. And, and, and Kuz is somewhat right as far as saying it's political. It's more a narrative thing. It's more like, hey, this guy's had a great season. He deserves the MVP, and he gets that uh, vote. But if you look back, there's a lot of guys like Giannis has been deserving. James Harden's been deserving. Steph Curry's been deserving. But LeBron James has still been the best player pretty much in all of those seasons. So... You know, he's right. It's just, uh, can you imagine if it, if LeBron did just, you know, win it 11, 12 times? It'd just be, it'd be crazy. And people would just be like, oh, you can't just give it to LeBron every year. You've got to give it to somebody else. So, uh, you know, that that that's the sort of political angle there that Kuzma's talking about. But, um, you know, LeBron, I had him as the, uh, the favourite this season when we did our quarterly awards. Mm-hmm. I think he did slip a little bit there because the Lakers did go on that usual sort of uh, malaise they have. A LeBron team tends to go on that just before the All-Star game. And Embiid has been fantastic and Jokic has been fantastic. James Harden's now shoved his way into that conversation. Uh, Lillard, and I, Giannis. Exactly, I mean, exactly. All yeah. those. But it's almost since the All-Star break, LeBron's been like, you know what? I think I just have to remind everybody how good I am. And uh, he was great again last night. The point's great. The win's great. But I don't know if you guys saw the block he had on Terry Rozier. Real sort of throwback. He got beaten. It looked like he was gone. And LeBron came. He only got one block for the game. But it was incredible to show he's still got the energy and the legs at this stage of his uh, career to do that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I think this season it is still wide open, particularly with Joel Embiid, who probably was the bookie's favorite there before he got injured. Uh, but if LeBron decides to flex his muscles down the stretch here, he could he could actually come back and still win this award again. And uh, will he? Who knows? But mm-hmm. certainly if he chooses to, to approach it like he wants to, I think he's got as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, Tass, what did you make of this? Not only the Lakers win last night, but what Kuzma's saying here about LeBron. Like, I think on what you need to know, you said, Tass, exactly what Lisa said. Like, uh, this isn't the best player in the league award. You know, some people look at it that way. That's what Kuzma's saying. That's what a lot of people are saying, like Leah said before. But that's not what it is. Um, and that is why you don't have 8, 9, 10, for, and other reasons as well. But uh, do you like his chances? Can LeBron do this, especially with Embiid going down? 
Well, yeah, it's fun to look back and say, hey, yeah, the best player of this era is LeBron James. He should have way more. But that's not what happens with voters at the end of the year. They have to look at who was the best player this season. And it, it isn't, it, it isn't, yeah, the best player of the era or else LeBron wins it every year. And you can't include playoffs or else LeBron wins it uh, most of the years. So right. uh, Kuzma just throwing it out there like anybody throwing out, uh, oh, you know what, uh, Mike Conley should be an all-star. Well, whose spot is he taking? Like, yeah, I understand there's a few years Maybe Steve Nash's first year where you could think LeBron could have won it or Steph Curry's first year where he won MVP that you think LeBron could have won it or the year that Derrick Rose won it. I think Dwight Howard probably should have won it that year. But, yeah, there's a few yeah. years, but you kind of have to go one by one. If you're doing it properly, Kuz, I get it. Yeah, he's one of the best players ever. But there's a reason why, you know, Lee's talking about him turning it up. Well, there's a reason why he didn't win MVP a bunch of those times. It's because he knows he has to turn it up and he has to play those two extra months and he isn't the best player for six months of the regular season. That's what the award is for. Right, that's what Derek right. Rose won it for. That's why That's why Nash, you know, it was a bit of a narrative. That's what it's, it's, it's all about. Um, but anyway, this year, uh, I think it works out pretty well for LeBron because Anthony Davis is out. That really, really helps him as they climb the standings, getting closer to the one seat as, as the Jazz are sort of faltering here. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, uh, everybody isn't... Uh, I guess everybody's on sort of the same playing field, like the same same uh, level right now. No one's really running away with it. So uh, if no one's running away with it and LeBron has missed his number two guy for a chunk of the year and mm-hmm. LeBron is LeBron, uh, <laughs> I think LeBron is, you know, kind of by default, as he was, I think, at the quarter pole as well. Like, you know, I, I probably probably Jokic or, or Embiid had the better season. Uh, but if you're close, if you're close with LeBron, and and if especially if he gets to that one seed, then I would probably give it to LeBron. That, and that's where I would be leaning right now. But yeah, Embiid is out. That's a big part of it. Durant is out. That was a that factored in. But there's a there's a bunch of points of the season where it changes. But LeBron is kind of steady. He's steadily he's steadily there, and he says he's going to turn it on and go into seventh gear uh, as the playoffs come around. So yeah, there, there's a good shot for LeBron, especially if Anthony Davis stays out <laughs> for a little bit longer. It is weird to think, Lee, that it's been eight years since LeBron has won the award. That, that is one thing that always catches me by surprise. Because you're like, yeah, over those last eight years, he's been the best player. Um, you know, and how many of them, right? When you're considering, of course, the playoffs, which you shouldn't be doing, I guess, with the uh, regular season MVP. But that's eye-opening. Like, he hasn't won since 2013. Like, we're almost a decade. That is wild. But this year, he's averaging 26 points per game, basically. Eight boards, eight assists. So those are just classic LeBron numbers. But I think you're right, Tass. If everybody is so close as we get to the end of the season and the Lakers missing AD for a big chunk of time, if they are, uh, you know, let's call it a a top three, a top two seed in the West, maybe even the league, because they're right there. The Lakers have had like a bad year in a weird way, a down year, like just sort of a, uh, you know, quietly flying under the radar type of year at least. Then, yeah, I think LeBron would get a lot of votes if it's, again, just so close where then I see voters going, well... All right, tiebreaker is he has been the best player for the last decade. And we saw what he did in the bubble. And yeah, you know what? Let's give him his fifth. Do you agree with that, Lee? Could that be the case here if no one like a Jokic gets the Nuggets up to the top three seed or Lillard with the Blazers or, you know, Giannis and the Bucks somehow don't lose a game for the rest of the year with his numbers? Like, I could see that case where he actually does get it in a weird 
tiebreaker situation, for lack of a better word. It's almost like a reverse voter fatigue in that sense. Yeah, it's like, right, you know, right. It's, it's like we haven't given him one, as you said, there for eight years. You know what? These other guys have been good, but they haven't really shown it necessarily in the playoffs yet. This is LeBron's probably last chance to win it, although I felt like I've said that from about <laughs> yeah. the last four years as well. And he keeps coming back. But in that sense, he's also a victim of his own success, his own consistency, and his own incredible health because he's just virtually never injured. He takes the odd game off here and there, there mm-hmm. just to rest. But he puts up that line of basically 27-7 and 7 every single season. And he has these games where he has these big moments. Then he sort of cruises along, and we take yep. him for granted in, in that sense because it's like you just know what you're getting out of him. So in terms of his consistency, he doesn't really have peaks and troughs. He just goes out there and performs, but that becomes boring and repetitive uh, when, you, when you have guys like Giannis doing what he's done the last couple of seasons and now what Embiid's doing this season because you know usually with Embiid he goes it gets a bit hot and then a bit cold and then he gets injured like he is right now so it's just more uh, you bring more attention to that but with LeBron it's like this guy's just a machine you know yeah. to keep himself in this incredible shape and to perform at this level 18 seasons into his career is incredible but we just sort of shrug our shoulders at it a little bit but uh, yeah I, I do think that could be a factor this season where it's like Man, we 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 got to respect this guy a bit more and give him one more here. Give him five time at least with Michael, um, because uh, you know he deserves it. He, de- I mean, he certainly does deserve more. But you know, he's probably only going to end up at best with five, uh, and I think this is his best season to do that. So, but again, again I mean, what the drop off just isn't there. You know, yeah. and uh, he he will keep performing. He'll keep scoring, and you know he signed another two year extension there with the Lakers. So uh, he, he's he's going to be around for a long time. But yeah, unfortunately, you know when you're so good and you're so consistent, you can't sort of do anything to change the perception with people's mind. It's just like yeah, that's what he does. Maybe yeah. he's not the best player this season, the standout player, but he's always the most consistent. All right, our next game last night, Julius Randle put him in the MVP conversation. Monster triple double to lift the Knicks over the Magic. Randall had 18 points, 10 boards, okay, and 17 assists. Julius Randall for the New York Knicks here. Um, go-to guy down the stretch if you watch this one. Uh, I was locked in on this one. He either assisted or scored on eight of New York's final nine points over the final, like, you know, five and a half minutes of the game. Just run it through Randall and let him make the decision. He is uh, He's their go-to guy. It's pretty wild to watch. But Reggie Bullock... With the uh, sweet redemption steal on Evan Fournier late, Bullock had been tied up for the jump ball with Fournier like 20 seconds prior. The Knicks were up one, you know. It's their ball, maybe they get fouled, then it's maybe game. But, oh, no, the double there, Reggie in a bad spot, gets tied up. Fournier wins the jump ball. So the Magic call a timeout, and they run a very predictable Vooch and Fournier pick and roll at the top. Okay, but Fournier jumps in the air, and uh, uh oh, he gets caught a little bit. Vooch is not open. He has not uh, he has not rolled enough high enough at least. And he's uh, you know they played it well. The Knicks did. And Bullet came up with the steal. And then the Magic just don't foul. It was the weirdest thing. I was like about to tweet like the Orlando Magic ready for the All Star break. Oh whoops, All Star break is over. Like they just completely gave up. There's tons of time left. And uh, you know they couldn't they couldn't catch anyone. But yeah. they put in a half ass effort. I'll say that. And uh, Knicks get the victory. And an important win for the Knicks here because they had lost consecutive games to Brooklyn and Philadelphia. You know, top teams in the East, so, so you're not going to be upset about that. But they had lost four of their last six. So you need these, like, you need these ugly wins, these wins against these teams that are reeling below you in the standings. Keeps them at 500 tasks. You know, they have a very tough second half of their schedule. It gets very difficult for the Knicks, so they got to pick up these ones. And, uh, again, 
it wasn't pretty, but it was a Tibbs-like win, and they come through with a defensive stand there at the end to get the victory. Anything to add to that one? Well, it's like they're contractually obligated to play these super close games uh, down to the wire to every single last minute. So it makes it entertaining to watch. It's always a grinded-out game. Always mm-hmm. a grinder, whether they win or they lose. Yeah, it was uh, sort of a battle of attrition there at the end. They basically couldn't execute on one end, and then the Magic couldn't execute on the other end. But they yeah. just executed uh, a little bit better because they had Julius Randle out there. I thought Alec Burks was pretty important being inserted into the starting lineup. He's had 21 points for for them. He uh, He's a bucket getter, and they've been missing just some point guard play. So any offense uh, is definitely... Definitely a, a nice little bonus for them. You saw a little Frank Nielakina bonus yeah. offense. You don't see that too often. And then Clyde Frazier immediately after a great play uh, from Frank Nielakina, broadcaster Clyde Frazier saying, this guy is an enigma. Basically, like, don't expect that too many more times. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome from Clyde right off the bat. Usually a broadcaster, a home broadcaster, will you know pump up a guy for a bit. But not nah, Clyde keeps it real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Frankie hasn't been uh, smoking hot like he should be. But anyway, up and down the roster, it, it's amazing. It is amazing that Tom Thibodeau has come in here in year one gets ridiculed for being a coach that doesn't play young guys. He's playing plenty of young guys and getting a ton from them. And they're injured right now. Mitchell Robinson is out. Uh, Hopefully he'll be back soon. And Derrick Rose isn't playing right now. Alfred Payton's not playing. So no matter who's playing, uh, Tibbs is getting the most out of of his team. And uh, on the other side, yeah, just the magic. Aaron Gordon coming back. Probably good for his trade value, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Six days. I mean, he, you know, not a great game, but he. I mean, he was, he was actually decent. And then yeah. um, Fournier, and too. Then Fournier, yeah, same thing. So six days. Yeah, Somebody, somebody's got to move from that rock. Oh my god! If those two guys are still on this team by the trade deadline, I swear to God, I'm done with the Magic. Like they've lost nine straight now. The Orlando Magic has, and I saw the Orlando Pinstripe post, uh, great Magic blog, pointing out like the Magic's next ten games yeah. is Nets at Boston. Nuggets, Suns, Blazers, then a big road trip. Lakers, Clippers, Pelicans, Jazz, and Nuggets. Um, looking at those 10 teams, I mean, uh, I, you know, look, they might win one or two, maybe even three in that bunch. They could lose all 10 of those. We could be headed toward a 19-game losing streak. Uh, Orlando could. It could get that bad. But, Lee, they got to do something here. Like, it's almost, it's almost good this is happening in a weird way. Like, all these losses right before the trade deadline. Like, they have to, like, look around and go, okay, yeah, we got a bunch of injuries. Don't get me wrong, but... We got to move off Aaron Gordon. We got to move off Fournier. We got like, and these are guys that people teams would want. Like, you're not going to get a ton back, but you're going to get something back. Some draft capital, maybe a young prospect from some of these teams that could talk themselves, I think, rightfully into wanting those guys for a playoff push. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. They also talked about Vooch last night. He's clearly their most valuable asset. So, do the Magic blow it up completely and say, "All right, we have to cash in on Vooch because these other guys you are going to get like for like in return." You know, Mm -hmm. I I know Fournier is in uh, in demand a bit, and so is Aaron Gordon, but. I mean, really, what's the best case scenario you're going to get back for those guys? I mean, some sort of uh, high, unprotected draft pick, I think. So that means you, you, you're uh, shooting this season in the foot. So you may as well move on from Vucevic as well. Give him a chance to go to a team that's going to make the playoffs and uh, you know potentially contend, depending on where he goes. Because there's a lot of interest in him. You know, he's a big man who can spread the floor and hit that three. Uh, I don't think he has a great playoff record, but that's just me. So we'll see what what value he has out on the market. But yeah, the Magic have just been uh, not going anywhere now for years, and uh, the draft picks they've made just haven't really worked out. So it is time to take a new direction and start again. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they have to. If they don't make any move 
uh, and and really significant move too by the deadline next week. Then it's just they're just running out the clock on the season because sure they could make the play in tournament best case scenario, but mm. we've seen them in the playoffs the last couple of years. They've led the series both times one zero before having gentlemanly uh, being gentlemanly swept. So <laughs> it just shows it's not the right formula there for success. I guess Terrence Ross too, another name that mm-hmm. could uh, possibly move. There's there's like four or five guys on that Magic roster that I think a lot of teams could. Uh, be intrigued by to add again to a playoff roster where you're plugging them in and they're like you know not Vooch but like those other guys are like you know fourth fifth sixth best player on your team maybe even seventh in some cases like with a Terrence Ross stuff like that that's good he can win you a a playoff game so we'll see what the Magic do God please do something I I, I just I, I'll be so upset if they do nothing they ah. have to do something you've been tweeting about it as well like, oh yeah. I know I mean I'm I'm still convinced Aaron Gordon gets moved I would throw a Fournier in there as well but at least one of their guys please please all right the other games from last night I'll throw them all at you Tass you can go wherever you want Beals 43 Westbrook's triple double leads the Wizards over the Jazz oh Rudy Gobert was upset after that one the Hawks kick off they win their seventh straight test. Undefeated still under Nate McMillan. Uh, really convincing win. 116-93 over OKC. Lillard had 36 as the Blazers beat the Pelicans again. That one, 101-93. And then uh, finally here, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Both top 40 points as the Wolves. Sort of stunned the Suns there. 123-119. Where do you want to go from those four I just chucked at you, Tess? Well, uh, you know, the night started with an incredible Russell Westbrook show. Uh, that was, to me, one of the better games we've seen from Westbrook in a while. He's had a couple good games this season, but that 35-point triple-doubler, he was he was masterful. He looked like old Westbrook for a game. And the Wizards finally won a game where Bradley Beal scored over 40 points. They had lost 11 straight when, when Beal had scored 40-plus. Uh, that leads me into what I want to talk about, though, because Westbrook kind of uh, uh, has, has a stat here that you know, is affected by the Timberwolves having two guys score 40-plus points. That doesn't happen in the NBA very often. Cat mm-hmm. and Anthony Edwards had both over 40 points. Only five times that's happened since 2010, and Westbrook's a part of that a couple times. With uh, Well, five pairs of guys have done it since 2010. Westbrook and Durant, Westbrook and PG, Kawhi and PG, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Don't worry about that one. And Cat uh, wow. and Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards, yeah, over 40, at 42 points. Third youngest guy to score 40-plus. Only LeBron and Kevin Durant younger than him. Uh, to me, uh, watching him, I, I, I just I don't believe that he's 6'4". Because he's so meaty, he's so beefy, and he's like, he's, he's, yeah, he's he could get twenty boards at six four. Like he, I think he's come in and and really worked on his body to be uh, able to go into the lane and shoot thirteen free throws, draw that much contact, and be able to score. Nineteen years old. Uh, at 6'4", uh, and that's freaking impressive. This guy is going to be around for a long time getting buckets. And the two-man game of him and Cat in the fourth quarter, they go in down eight into the fourth quarter, but it was just Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, this is something that people were pretty uh, hyped about surrounding Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Like, you know, maybe this young guy can join Cat, and these, these two guys can grow together. Uh, but Anthony Edwards does it differently than Wiggins. He gets to the hole when he wants to. He definitely shoots a lot of threes, uh, but uh, he can do both. And, uh, you know, this, this rookie of the year race is getting more interesting. It's still a mellow balls to lose, but Anthony mm, Edwards, yeah. uh, he's balling, man. I, 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 I made the 
the comparison to Jimmy Butler last week as the Wolves broadcaster Jim Peterson made it. And he looks a lot more like Jimmy Butler when he's going into the lane and drawing contact. Jimmy definitely wasn't doing this in year one. No chance. Uh, but but uh, Anthony Edwards is. I mean, he's playing like a vet uh, a lot of the time. And, yeah, we're just halfway into his first season. So the Wolves have got to be super pumped. Like, if he can grow and grow and grow and grow and Carl Anthony Towns can, uh, you know, play alongside him, then – that's a one-two punch. Like, yeah. you know, that's that, they were just running the show. And and so those guys working together, this is it's just a nice story. Finally, a little Timberwolf love because uh, not a lot of that happening because the Rockets have lost 18 straight and the Timberwolves still have a worse record. Than yeah, them. So, I know. That's nice. It's no, nice. It, it is nice. Uh, something has clicked for Anthony Edwards Lee after the All-Star break. I'll tell you that because pre-All-Star, you know, looking like a rookie, shooting 37% from the floor, 30% from three. Um, in the five, game, five games since the All-Star break, he's shooting 48% from the floor, 39% from three, and a super high usage percentage. So the efficiency has gone up uh, despite, you know, getting the ball a lot more and having a lot more options with it. This is, this is great. I mean, I don't think he's going to continue on this tear that he's on right now with the 40s every night. But, man, Tass is right there. It's like at least there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> that uh, in Minnesota with uh, th- this number one pick uh, possibly being pretty special. And he's such a cool personality, too. Yeah. I mean, I saw people tweeting last night. He's sort of must-watch post-game, like, Zoom conference material. He's he's a funny kid. And, like, <laughs> and he's got, like, just con- like Jimmy Butler, I think, is where this comparison continues to ask. Like, just a confidence in himself. Like, I, I, I'm okay with who I am. I do not care what you think about me, uh, which is uh, obviously refreshing. So... I don't know if you have anything to add to the Wolves. Not like we're, you know, they're not going to the playoffs, Lila, no. but a small baby step here, maybe working towards next year. Yeah, I mean, this is one of probably their most impressive win of the season, just off oh, the top yeah. of my head, because it's in Phoenix. They are down. Chris Paul is a closer, maybe the best closer in the league when it comes tight in fourth quarters. And the Timberwolves came and pulled this victory out. And Anthony Edwards, the thing about him, which I think is great, is he's got such a great handle that he can put that ball on the floor. So he's got the three-point shot. That's improving. But if you come out too quick on him, he can put it down and get past you. Then he's in the lane. And once he's in the lane, it's like get out of his way because he's going up there to dunk. So uh, that that's what's really impressive here for him. And, uh, yeah, the Wolves just need some sort of hope and belief that this guy can develop into a, a legit star. And I think you're starting to see it ever since Finchie came along and uh, <laughs> took him under his wing there. So, um, you know, that that's the thing for the Wolves because they've had these draft picks over the years, you know, and they just haven't really worked out. D'Angelo Russell's still not there. And, and uh, he, you know, I don't know what the future is there with him. But if you are the Wolves, you just want to believe that Anthony Edwards can stay there long term and turn this franchise into some sort of success because they've been down for just so long. You know, they got Jimmy Butler, they make the playoffs, and that's it. You know, then he's gone, Tibbs is gone, and it's sort of back to the start, back to square one. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully this is the start of something new. But, um, yeah, he's fun to watch, Anthony Edwards. And he shoots that three with confidence. He didn't shoot all that well last night, but he shoots it pretty confidently most of the time. So uh, I like to see it. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, March Madness, guys, tipped off last night. Uh, your brackets can't be busted yet because these were the uh, first four games. Uh, <laughs> was very confusing to our boy, Matty O. He was uh, in the WhatsApp chat last <laughs> night saying... What's up with these games? Why are there like eleventh uh, seeds like trying to make the tournament? Like, it's a great point. He's like, shouldn't it all be like, you know, really sixteenth yeah. seeds trying to get in, play, uh, you know, the number one seed yeah. eventually? They do a little bit of that anyway. Uh, who cares? It's not it's right. It's not right. It's not it's right. Not, those teams won their conferences, and now they come in and have to play to get in. What's it's, up with that? It's very strange. It's very strange. But anyway, we saw. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I know there was a huge dunk. From a guy on uh, Drake, I think uh, they had a historic win, and we had. A I near- thought Drake was playing for Kentucky there for a second. Oh that's, yes, that's what I thought when I saw Drake was doing well. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, there's a team called Drake. Uh, had a near epic comeback too. Fell a one point chart, but whatever. That's college. <laughs> we don't really watch it. We don't really care here. You know, I'll start to maybe as we get in a little bit. Uh, throw it on the old two. Maybe even this weekend when there's a ton of games going on, I'll sort of keep my eye on it. But NBA March Madness. We'll spin to this one, guys. I thought this would be fun. Lee, I ask you this. Everybody in the stream team, everybody listening to the podcast, let us know your answers. Right now, Lee, Selection Sunday, doing it all over again. Who would be your four NBA teams to earn number one seeds? All right, Lee, you don't put them in pen. Who are you putting as the, <laughs> the four number one seeds? Well, I'll start in the Eastern Conference, and uh, I'm definitely putting the Brooklyn Nets in as okay. one of them. And then it really comes down to Philadelphia or Milwaukee for that yeah. second spot. And... You know, Philadelphia has earned it up to this point of the season, but Joel Embiid is out and the Bucks are playing maybe their best basketball of the season. So, for that reason, I give Milwaukee the other number one seed just because they're playing and they're healthy right now. Just who, would you, who would you take in a series, though, if everybody's healthy? <sighs> Home That's court. Tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, Philadelphia, this is uh, they've been great. Embiid's been great under Doc Rivers, and I think Seth Curry is a big, important part of their uh, offense as well. Obviously, Simmons is great, but I guess, uh, I guess, uh, I wow. guess, I'll, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard. I, if, I'll say Philadelphia if they have home court. Okay, so okay. I'll give I'll give them the advantage just because they have home court. But uh, that that would be an awesome series if everyone is healthy. I would right. love to see that. So okay, uh, okay yeah. so you got Brooklyn and Milwaukee as your one seeds. Yeah, that's good for Philly fans. Doesn't a number two seed uh, 
Or does the number two seed always lose to a 15 seed? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, a bad that's, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you got that in the East. Now, give yeah. me the West. Who are your number, uh, your two number one seeds? Yeah, well, I, I actually think this one's a little easier. The Jazz, I think, clearly deserve to be number one. Uh, and I am going with the Lakers. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the Suns will be there. The Nuggets have thrown their hat in the ring as well. Uh, but I'm definitely going with the Lakers because okay. uh, it's LeBron. And I don't know if how they, how they exactly decide who's the number one seed. But you want to give sort of... Uh, favorite to the guy who, or the team you think is just the strongest. And I think the Lakers have proven that over the years in the playoffs, or especially with LeBron on that team. So Jazz Lakers, a little bit boring. I wanted to try to make it a little bit exciting, but you know, that's that, those are the two best teams in the West. Well, the Jazz is an interesting pick right now, Tass, with them struggling a little bit and, and Gobert uh, getting on them after last night's game, losing to the Wizards. Like, what are we doing here? You know, we cry and complain after everybody goes on national television and calls us out or doesn't pick, a for, pick us for all-star teams. But, uh, you know, then we come out and lay a couple duds like this. This isn't us. You know, we're getting maybe falling too much in love with the offensive firepower of the Utah Jazz. Where's our defense? Where's that identity? That's sort of what Gobert was getting at. But would you have them as still a number one seed? Oh, for sure. I'm just trying to get some headlines here because people would be expecting a potential upset there. So, yeah, people Ooh. would be expected. I mean, with the way they're playing. But no recency bias here. Uh, yeah, the Jazz should be there because they're the number one seed. I think uh, the Sixers as well. They're still there. Uh, so I, I would put them in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Lakers, of course, have to be there. Of course. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets are, are too sexy to leave out right now. So I, I would take those four teams. Okay, this is the more interesting question. Who are your Cinderella playoff contenders? Because that's all you hear about, right? When we get into March Madness. So, Tass, we'll start with you. Let, let's break this up. We'll go with the Eastern Conference, then the Western Conference. We'll get an answer from both of you guys. Tass, you go first, though. Your Cinderella pick to, uh, you know, maybe uh, pull off some upsets when we get into the actual NBA playoffs. Play in tournament or even in a series. I know this is difficult because they change every night, but uh, try and keep it to, like, the lower end of the Eastern Conference uh, team you maybe believe mm. in a little bit more than, than their record. Mm. Cindy's. Who's my yeah. Cindy? I, I would take the, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, uh, For sure. Uh, you know, you got to take a team as a Cinderella team that doesn't have a star on their team. You know, they don't have one huge star. that A team that does it by committee. That's what you want, right? In March Madness, you want your George Masons. Or your Frank Masons, uh, or or your other Mason, Roger Masons. Uh, so yeah, I would uh, I'd throw them in there. Isn't that, that that's that's the kind of team? Like who you know who are these guys? Like who else? Nobody else really fits that bill to me. Uh, every team in the East kind of has a star. You know, like the I guess the Heat kind of play into that, even though they have Jimmy Butler. You know, like the workman like team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just trying to fit a you know a type. I'm trying to typecast a team that could upset. So uh, yeah, I like the Raptors. Okay. Uh, they spell they spell Cinderella differently in Canada. Well, they spell it with an S. So uh, you know they, they're a little unique up there no. in Canada. <laughs> they can't joke about that test. No, they don't do that. People, we, we spell neighbor <laughs> yeah. differently and stuff like that. Um, okay, Lee. He goes raps. He plays the homer card. No, I get it. You know, like they've look because of many reasons have struggled here. Uh, one of them being not playing in their own damn country. If we're being honest, uh, but maybe they could get it together and and put together a run and be a tough out. Okay. Who would you go, though, in the East as a Cinderella? I think there's a ton of picks, actually. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm going with the Hornets for sure. I, I think, ah, there it is. Yeah, I, I think because, uh, you know, they, they have some very good players, but it's also the way that they play and, you know, how they've got those cool uniforms and they're the sort of team that has a few different guys who can get hot on one particular night. So I can see them being the team. Everyone's like sort of cheering on that team just to see how far they can go. And right. they cause that first round upset against someone like the Bucks, almost a little bit like the We Believe Warriors in that sense, you know, like that they, uh, they just come out there, they play a bit of a helter-skelter sort of style game, but it's sometimes a little bit difficult to match up against when the team is a little bit erratic like that. So I would love to see it. You know, the Hornets have been a great story this season and you just want to see them continue that run into the playoffs. So uh, that would be my pick. Okay, that's good. I mean, I will be cheering, especially if my Raptors aren't even in the damn thing. I'll be cheering for the Knicks fans out there uh, to somehow, like, win a playoff series. That would be fun. You know, I'm cheering for Dan Devine and Network and Mero <laughs> and Lee Ellis, you know, it, it, you know, Seth Rosenthal, like, all these guys, like, all these longtime Knicks, suffering Knicks fans. Um, but my pick, bit of a wild card here, I'm going to go a team that's not even in the play-in tournament, though I guess the Raptors aren't right now either, uh, the Washington Wizards. A true Cinderella. Here we go again. You know, we got all excited last year. We did the whole bubble thing in this playing tournament. Like, ah, oh, you know, the Wizards. Uh, well, you know, are, well, can they catch, what was it, the magic, right, to, to force yeah. uh, the playing game? You know, that was quickly answered with a no because they didn't even bring half their guys or they weren't even playing. But what about now? Like, they're way down there in the standings. They're 15 and 25 after last night's victory. So they're tied with the Cavs for... 12th in the conference and then you got the magic at 14th and the pistons at 15th i think you can uh, say goodbye to the Cavs, magic and pistons chances of actually getting here but i wouldn't count out the wizards here you said it Tass. westbrook is uh starting to find his groove a little bit some of these guys are contributing beal you know it was nice to see him uh, his team get a victory when he finally went for 40 the wizards in a play-in tournament to win like two games to get in and then with just the firepower that you would have from those guys especially those two guys like I wouldn't want to really see that uh, with the nothing to lose mentality. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll pick them as a true uh, true Cinderella. I see the stream team all dropping their answers. Great stuff, guys. So uh, let us know about the Western Conference. Same question, Lee. You go first. Who's your Western Conference Cinderella team? Well, I, I would love to see Damian Lillard take the Blazers far, like almost like that Dirk run, because we kind of feel like the Blazers are gonna well, they're definitely gonna make the playoffs, but we always sort of feel like they you know have a ceiling of around that second. Uh, round, But mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great, especially with CJ coming back, if Nurkic comes back, those guys are healthy with fresh legs, that they can actually go on now and, uh, and upset one of those teams, you know, potentially like the Jazz or, or even the Nuggets, and then have a rematch with the Lakers in the, uh, in the conference finals and then have, have Lillard really like you know, put to bed any sort of, because uh, people, he's been great you want, in the You want like a Dirk run, like you said. Exactly, an, yeah. An Iverson run even to the finals, yeah. right? Back in 01, that's what yeah. you want to see from him. Because Lillard. you yeah. want to, I want to see Lillard make the finals and just see him perform because there's still some people who sort of think, you know, Lillard, you know, he's great in the in regular season, but he hasn't had a lot of playoff success, even though he's ended two playoff series with those buzzer beaters. Mm-hmm. But he's only been to the conference finals once. You know, he's run into the Warriors and so and the Lakers last season. You know, like so, I would love to see him just sort of uh, go all the way one season and win it. And I think he could do it, but you just need a little bit of luck. You need the ball to yeah. bounce your way a couple of times. So uh, I think a lot of people would would love to see Damian Lillard uh, get to the finals and uh, and win a championship. I think he's I think he's got a lot of supporters out there. 
Okay, so you're not really picking a 14th, 15th, uh, 16th seed here. You're taking the Blazers. Let's call them a ninth seed right now yeah, if we were yeah. doing the uh, March Madness tournament style because I think they're fifth as of today. Um, okay, but I don't mind it. You got them going deep. Tass, where are you going with your West Cinderella? Yeah, Blazers is a fantastic pick because uh, if you want one shining moment, there I think uh, Damian Lillard could be that guy. Uh, that's the guy you want shooting the ball at the end of games. But uh, i got to go with a, a young squad, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I know people don't Ooh. really want to talk about the Spurs, but every single spot on their roster now, pretty much, the key spots now, are all youngins. And, uh, you know, that makes a Cinderella team a little bit more interesting, getting into that NCAA mode. You know, Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker and Jakob Pertl. They're all young guys. Of course, people in, in the stream team are hating it. JG dropping a boring. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But those are the Spurs of yesteryear. Current year, they are not. Yeah, JG, you're a casual. No doubt. You just think you're, just, no you're doubt. just projecting on these Spurs. Once you're upon a thinking, time. Yeah. Once upon a time. And, you know, and DeMar's not even playing right now. Uh, he would get everybody involved. Yeah, they could wear the Fiesta jerseys. Good call, Ziggy. I mean, they would, they would be beloved pretty quick. I mm. think they would be... Uh, <laughs> they'd be loved. They, they, and people would go from hating them to loving them. They're, they're a likable bunch. I'll go with the Grizzlies for my Cinderella pick. I sort of already... Uh pumped them up around the all-star break uh, when we were talking about this, like a team to watch maybe in the second half. Though then they came out and lost a bunch of heartbreakers, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what have I done? But, you know, they got a good victory the other night with uh, John Morant's, like, full-court layup there. Very March Madness-like, as we talked about, Tyus Edney-like, going the the full length of the court for the layup. So give me the Grizzlies, and they're right there. Like, it's uh, very possible that they'll make the play-in game at least. I saw Ziller in his basketball newsletter this morning. Good morning, it's basketball. You know, talking up like how excited he was, Lee, for this play-in tournament, like, or at least yeah. implementing it here down the stretch. Like, look, we get to March. We've done this for many years. March Madness starts, and hell, when we were the starters, we get a couple days off because no one cares about the NBA. Was when March Madness usually tips off. Now it's different this year because playoffs don't start till May. But you know, we we hit the dog days of the NBA, and the the hope is with this play-in tournament, and obviously the changing of the uh, lottery odds and all that, mm-hmm. that that will be less a case because there's like. There's races for the sixth seed, so you're in. Because you don't want to be seventh. you got to still sort of make your way in there. you got to win a game to still lock that up. Um, and then, of course, the races to even get into the play-in tournament. That's exciting. you got a lot more games that actually mean something, so hopefully this works out. I'm with Ziller on this. It's, uh, it should be a better, you know, call it April. Again, it's all weird because yeah. of the timeline, but yeah. a better final month or two of the regular season. Oh, I agree 100% too, because I think if you're an owner uh, as well, you want your team to at least have that playoff sniff. Because again, it's easy to sell tickets. Look, look, we're a playoff team. You know, you don't want to be now just sort of drifting into the middle of nowhere. Again, as you mentioned, the draft lottery odds have changed a little bit as well. So you're no longer really guaranteed either having even a top three pick if you have a terrible, terrible season. So you have to uh, try to encourage your team and your players to keep fighting until the end. And I think the NBA has moved a little bit closer towards doing that. And uh, and we saw the playing game last season, you know, down in the bubble. Blazers and uh, Grizzlies was an incredible game too. Yeah. You know, so that's great. They're not always going to be like that. There'll be blowouts, of course, that's going to happen. But at least the NBA... And Adam Silver, I think, you know, trying to sort of take some things from the soccer world to implement in the NBA as far as the races in soccer towards the end of season are towards not necessarily winning the the championship, but to get into the big money leagues like the Champions League and the Europa League. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, it's to starve off 
relegation. And that's what keeps that exciting. So the NBA is trying to make sure that teams at this point of the season, like we have seen for years and years, don't just mail it in and start, uh, you know, just start cheating their fans. They, they keep competing and keep trying. And uh, and that's really, that's it certainly feels like that right now. That there's a lot more teams in contention and uh, and that's the way it should be. And that's certainly what the uh, the hope is from the NBA head office. Absolutely. All right. So let's hear from you guys. You excited about the play-in tournament? And who are your Cinderellas in the West and the East? Let us know in the stream team. I know you guys were. Let us know in the YouTube comments or tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. All right. Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. All right. Worst of the Week. Got a lot of nominees here because I asked you people on the tweeters. And you came through with Flying Colors. So let's fly through. Some tweets, J.D. Romero N. My team, the Celtics, losing to the Cavs, no doubt, and having lost the second half of back-to-backs where Kemba sits out for, quote, knee management. I know, I know it's frustrating as a Celtics fan to see Kemba sitting out. Maybe it's better in the long run. I don't know. I don't know. It's just bad. It's just bad in Boston. Shannon M. writes, Myers Leonard. Got to just get one more dig in at Myers Leonard, even though we gave it to him last week. Uh, or the Pelicans' complete meltdown of that Portland game. Yeah, the first team in, I think, 237 occasions this season that gave up uh, that big a lead in the last six minutes of the game. Got to squeeze that one in. Carlos tweeted, no dunks for not hosting a happy hour this week. <laughs> oh, That's Jesus. All right. We'll be back, Carlos. We usually have these days off. We're not taking them yeah. off, Carlos. Yeah. We're here. We're here. Show up every day. Uh, last one here. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu, WNBA player. Pointing out the discrepancy in the weight room for the men's teams at the NCAA tournament versus the women's teams at the tournament. This is not, this is not a joke. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is real. Uh, and the, man, the men get a mammoth room, it looks like, a ballroom with a ton of selections uh, for weights. And the ladies get a massage table, yoga mats, and six pairs of dumbbells. It's really sad. Uh, and it ain't right. I mean, my gym is nicer than that than what the, what the ladies got. It's wrong. And uh, I, I know it changes a little later in the term when they get to the Sweet 16, they get a bigger gym, but uh, it, it's, it's crazy. And a lot of people speaking out on that, and that makes sense. I mean, that's just, that's just not putting any effort into the, to the support there for the ladies. So that's, that's sad. It's just super sad. And Sabrina Ionescu, obviously, uh, being a former college player, knows uh, what's going on there. That uh, Sometimes they do not get the same resources or... All the time. They don't get the same resources as, as the men. So it's very, very unfortunate. Well, who, do you, who do you pick there? Or where do you go with, Lee, of all those nominees? One yeah. that jumps out at you? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the NCAA. I mean, that's just pathetic. Pathetic. They didn't even think about it. And, and uh, I saw another TikTok going around yesterday saying that their excuse was they didn't have enough room. For the uh, for the women's weight room, I mean, what what sort of excuse is that? You're hosting a tournament, and you're yeah. like, we don't have enough room for the athletes to be able to work out in, and it's just insulting. It's disrespectful. It just shows that no one even considered at any point, like, hang on a minute, hang on, we're going to do all this for the men, and just as if women don't work out, as if they're not uh, high level athletes as well performing. So uh, just pathetic, but uh, the NCAA—I mean, it's a joke anyway. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 like it, it's funny because I want to support this tournament because it's great seeing these games. But knowing that these kids are out there working for free while uh, the executives are being paid millions of dollars is just—I just can't believe it is still allowed to happen. It's uh, it's beyond a joke. Pay the players, support the athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous. So that's why I'm sort of like. 
I won't be tweeting about it. I may catch a game later on, but I sort of feel like I hate supporting it because then you also just sort of buy into a little bit of just ignoring the fact that these athletes are doing no- I mean, they're not even allowed a, t- a free meal, you know, like uh, it, it, it's just so stupid that in 2021, we're now, wow, yeah, 2021, we still have to fight this and, and, and there are still people who are defending it saying, you know, that they shouldn't be getting paid. It's, uh, it, it's beyond a joke. That's all right, Lee. Didn't the AFL uh, start uh, the season just started? It did. It did. Yeah, it started Thursday go. night. Tigers and uh, Tigers and the Blues and uh, the Pies lost last night to uh, oh, the Doggies. Uh, yeah. So, oh, but okay. anyway, rough start for your team, eh? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got a few teams though, so I'll be uh, okay. How <laughs> yeah. my Bombers do? Right. Uh, I think they play tomorrow. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. I think that's why named, I but named the Pies. Magpies? Yeah, the Magpies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Black and white army, yeah. (laughs) All right, great stuff, Tass. Thanks for taking us through the worst of the week nominees. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, it's actually time here for our final, I believe, masterclass, What I Learned This Week. Uh, Skeets, I, I think we've done such a good job and we've learned so much and we've taught the people out there so much. I think it's coming back. I don't think this masterclass segment is dying. Now. It's, it's going to be reborn. Oh, wow. We're just enjoying it so much. Maybe we'll have a group master class watch in, in the near future. Who knows? Oh, wow. A live, a live a happy hour master class. I hadn't even thought of that. All right. Well, what did totally. you learn then this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I like the idea of cocktails, but uh, I've never really gotten into them. I just, I don't, I don't have the heart. Nothing draws me in about it. You know, I like, I, I follow recipes, but then I, you know, then I just, I'm just done with it. But yeah. I, I watched uh, Lynette Moreros and Ryan Chetya Wardena teach mixology, and uh, it was a great class. It sucked me in because Ryan is, uh, he's the best of all worlds. He's both practical. He makes batch cocktails, which is nice. I hate just making one cocktail. Uh, If I'm hanging with people, I want to make big ones. So he he does a good job of of teaching you how to do that and, and keeping them around. And he actually preaches stuff or preaches using stuff that you actually use, like you know, don't go buy this one liqueur that you use one one time for, right. for you know, one tiny drink and you never use it again. And he's also one of the most successful bartenders in the world, behind some of the world's best bars. So he's got a rep. I'm sure he's had the best bar band play at his, at his uh, bars as well. What was Matt Austin's favorite bar band? He said, this is the best bar band oh. in the world. We're in New Orleans. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. No, hold steady. No, hold steady. steady. No, that's not what he was talking about. We went, to some, we went to some bar once with uh, Spencer Hall, I think it was, in New no. Orleans. He took us to a dive bar. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yes, 100%. 
We were in like it was like a. It was a weird building. I remember it was like by a train track, if I remember correctly. It was a cool place, and there was like this killer old band playing. All these old guys. Are we talking about the same thing? I think so. Probably Is not. That, yeah, no, I think <laughs> it's not the hold steady. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a all good, right. It's a good name. The Talking Heads, the Watchmen Heads, the Heads, the uh, Watch Watching Heads. It was something to that effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up while you're taking yeah, us through this. Uh, you're gonna text him. Yeah, hit him. No, up. Well, no, no. He, he sent a photo. We have a photo somewhere. It's hmm. a it's a good it's a very good name it's a prominent name but anyways best bars uh-huh. in the world I'm sure Ryan's hired him because he's a very very smart uh, barman he is yeah some of the best bars in the world Lynette also teaches this class she's very likable she's great keeps things simple um, she likes swapping in one ingredient for your standard drinks like her old fashioned variations called the fancy free instead of popping in sugar you pop in a maraschino liqueur which I have I have that and I never use it. So I want to use that. I want to try that out. Uh, yeah, they take their, their their stories kind of sucked me in. You know, it's it's not about uh, it's not about the how. It's about the why. What's your why? And they got me. They got me in there. So uh, Ryan teaches an easy vodka martini. I'll be trying very soon. But he goes a little crazy with uh, some some uh, beeswax uh, as well. A beeswax old fashioned, which sounds a little mm. nuts, but also sounds good. Yeah, um, yeah excellent. So yeah, they they have a nuke Negroni. Uh, Lynette does. Put in the, your ingredients in the microwave, then hit it up with a grapefruit wedge at the end. A grapefruit wedge. Mm. I think that's my favorite part of the uh, the idea of that drink. Anyways. Sure. I uh, love me some grapefruit. But anyway, uh, it got me. It got me. And, uh, yeah, I, I did make the um, – the which one did I make here? The Fancy Free. Fancy Free with the maraschino liqueur because I said, oh, man, I haven't used that in years. Is it still okay? <laughs> wow. It's probably been like – 12 years since our friend Jay made me buy that for a particular liqueur. And now I was feeling good. Nice. Thanks to Lynette and Ryan. Okay, good. Um, it's funny because you just got your place task, hoping to see you somewhat soon. Nora and I were like, housewarming gift. What we should do? What we should we do for them? And I said out loud, I was like, ah, oh, maybe a cocktail book. Tess might like that. And then I was like, ah, no, nobody likes those. Like you nah, like it, really. but then you never look at it again. It's like you're like you. You might look at it once, and then it just gets put away, and then you'll never see it again. So I quickly, uh, one of I shot things. that down. Nor's like we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> but I'm happy to hear that because you don't need it. My point is, you got this master class. You're learning all these drinks. That's a much more like involved way to actually make yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know I've got imbibe that book everybody's got one of those <laughs> right. that they kind of have collecting dust on there that's what i mean it's like yeah, they're fine I, you know it makes sense but uh, you almost never look at the damn thing nah right we, yeah we've got all sorts of recipe books that's in our I'm house saying. as well and they just pile up because now if you want something you just google it and bang you get a yeah, million recipes that's a problem too. you get youtube videos as well and it's just like that this is way more convenient than going to a book and thumbing your way through it so mm. It's a shame almost, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It It truly is. Okay. All right. So, well, I thought that was our final master class, what I learned this week, but who knows? (laughs) That's what you learned. It might not be. (laughs) It may not be. Taz is telling me it might be back. Get excited. Okay. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, uh, so this one was going around Twitter a bit yesterday. Uh, it's from uh, Prince, who was uh, have putting up a concert uh, somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. Uh, he Prince, he was Prince doing was it. No, but this is during the concert. Oh, yeah, Here he is. This. Now look at this. Yep. 
Nice Ooh. handle there. Yeah. Mid concert and bang. Oh, quick now release. it's a little hard to see, but uh, he yeah. puts it in there. He puts it in. Came in. Uh, that's great. I wonder where he was. You know, and um, I think his dancer to... missed there. If I uh, saw yeah, 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 now he looks pretty young there to me. So I'm saying that's you know late '80s, <laughs> early '90s. But uh, JD, we know that uh, you have a bit of a, a controversial opinion of Prince to some degree. If you're <laughs> yes, at a, if you're at a Prince concert. Uh, and he brings basketball into your world. Are you happy with that? Are you okay with that? Or are you I like, mean, hey, man, I do I do enough basketball in my life. Just play these uh, bangers, no, please. No, no, no. I'm happy. I'm happy. He's putting on a show. I'm like you, Lee. Mm. Although hopefully I'm sitting closer than you would. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's to the showmanship. Yeah, exactly. what if he What if he missed, though? I mean. Mm. Uh, he took the, he took that with a lot of confidence. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I'm not missing. Like, he doesn't yeah. miss. He feels good about it. Again, quick. Yeah. Release doesn't follow through all that much, you know. De- I could hear Dennis Scott in my head saying, you know, leave it, and he doesn't. He's well, he's got a yeah. concert to go do, yeah. so maybe he's like, quick, boom, yeah, but, you know. Look, when, if it goes in, it goes in. Game blazes for sure. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he used to play a fair bit of pickup basketball, apparently. So yeah. uh, you know, that's why I had confidence. I, I mean, spinning the ball on his finger, like I think Skeets, you're the only one who could kind of do that <laughs> out of can, all of us. I can sort of do it. Yeah, I, I, I struggle. Well, I could, did he did he keep it going in the clip? Uh, that's the tough part. I can get it yeah. spinning and staying up on my finger, no problem. Yeah, it's then the uh, to, yeah. to keep keeping to, it going. to hit it to keep it going. I struggle yeah. with that part. I knock it all over the place, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's he could he could ball despite oh, being yeah. you know what five five four or five five or something. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah. Very, very small. And yeah. in heels. Yes, <laughs> that's impressive. That's, right. that's a good point. Did you ever see him, JD? You, you never saw him live? I never saw him live, no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to. Yeah. Just to just to stand there and go, I mean, this is very good, but slight, <laughs> slightly overrated. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I that's okay. to have seen Prince so I could tell people <laughs> it was a slightly overrated show. Yeah, the, yeah. Show, the show was better than the music or the songs, but, but that's fine. That's what you go for. You want to be entertained. You want to have a great time. And, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I never saw him live either, but his reputation is that he put on a banger of a show. So. Totally. Well, yeah. obviously. Yeah. 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 All right, good tweet of the night. I saw that going around, Lily. I saw that you had tweeted the night on her. I was like, we might get a video here from Lee. And you came through in flying colors, specifically purple colors. Okay, pick up results from last night. It was, uh, these are brought to you by BetMGM. Um, it was the Pelicans Blazers game again. We ran it back. Blazers were favored by one and a half, and they got it done. They took care of business. Nice victory there for JD again. The undefeated week continues, filling in for Trey Kirby. Amazing stuff. And Lee picked up that dub as well. Lost for Tass and I. So this is interesting. At the top of the leaderboard, we have Tass and Trey slash JD at eight and three. And then Lee and I at the bottom tied five and six. So uh, I don't know what week and a half to go here in March. Uh, I guess almost close to two weeks, but what do we got for tonight's game, Tass? Well, the closest line tonight involves the team that's lost 18 games in a row, the Houston Rockets. And they're favored. Uh, What? Uh, They're favored by two and a half points against the Detroit Pistons. Mm. The uh, Rockets are at home, so that's why they're favored. JD, you are the master. Do you take Houston at home to snap their 18-game losing streak, or do you take the Pistons on the road? Uh, I think that the Rockets are going to continue to lose, so mm. I am taking the Pistons. Wow. I'm just happy I'm a, I am I got a winning record this week for oh. Trey because, the, you know. 
Trey, he could he he gets angry sometimes. I don't. I've said it before. I don't want him angry with me. So uh, at this point, I can't lose. But I think that the Rockets can lose. So I'm taking the Pistons. Wow. All right, Skeets, what do you got? Man, I was gonna take the Rockets to snap the losing streak, but I don't feel good about betting against JD right now. But I will anyway. Oh my god! Like, is it that JD's gonna go? If he gets this right, he's gonna go perfect for the yeah. week. That'd be very impressive. That's not easy to do. We've been doing this for a long time. So I will go the Rockets. I'm betting against JD, and I'm betting against uh, the Pistons. Obviously, two and a half for the Rockets. Okay, they snap. They snap the streak tonight, Tass. That's where I go. What do you got, Lee? Yeah, I mean Christian Wood is back. Uh, is that enough? Uh, well, he was back already, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's enough. I, I think the Pistons, yeah, especially as Rockets are favoured here, so uh, I will take the Pistons. Mm, good one. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Christian Wood will have a good game against his old team. All right. Uh, and the Rockets, uh, yeah, they got to snap it at some point. I think the Pistons play up to their competition. We see them play team or game, good games against good teams, but. They'll play down to the Rockets. Give me Houston to snap that 18-gamer. Wow. Wow. All right. Tass and I taking Houston win by three or more points. Uh, JD slash Trey and Lily have Detroit. What a game we're picking from. Must watch now <laughs> that one. Forget March Madness. you got to be watching Pistons Rockets if you're a true NBA fan. Well, like March Sadness. Oh! Alright, let's end this drop in style. little rapid fire fun. First one, guys. A Brooklyn-based film director is simultaneously mocking and attempting to profit off the cryptocurrency craze for NFTs by selling a year's worth of fart audio clips recorded in quarantine. There's a real story, real headline here. Uh, individual fart recordings are available for about $85 a pop. He has sold, at least when I wrote this, one. Uh, I did not buy it, but we think Lee may have bought it. Uh, but if you could produce one NFT moment from the Basketball Jones or the Starters or No Dunks History or the Free Agents, uh, what would you choose to mint and why? Lily, get us started. Well, I'm going to stick with the fart theme and go with Trey's absolute belt, a 13-second long one in the uh, starter's office. I mean, a few of us were there that day, and uh, man, what a moment that was. It changed tone, it changed colour, it changed texture. It had such personality, it had character. It was kind of like, as well, that moment in Pulp Fiction, you know, when they bring Marcellus Wallace's wife, Mia Wallace, back to life, and everyone's just like... You know, like, whoa, what a, what a moment. What a trip that was. Like, everyone just stopped and really understood that that was something special. That's the best part I've ever seen, heard, been a part of. You know, Trey just, like, held it. He caressed it out of his ass. I mean, it was just... It was just incredible. I mean, I honestly thought JD was trying out some new music bed or something, you know, because it was like... You know, I, I, I still... I remember it was so long. It was amazing. Uh, it was so long. I was just like, what, what is We that? had enough time to all look at each other I know. individually as yeah. it continued. Oh, my God. I just wish so many more people could have really appreciated that moment. And I mean, he deserved a standing ovation at the end of it. He really... Or a salute like we should have just said Trey just incredible stuff <laughs> really really good stuff. I mean that would be selling I'm telling you you're getting a million bucks for that people oh, wow. would want that fart for sure imagine that yeah. at, you know at a party look at this you know like <laughs> Put, I mean, it yeah. the, put it on the Spotify Shuffle ah, playlist. Yeah, man. that would have its own channel on our YouTube page for sure. Trace <laughs> Fart. Just. 
spectacular stuff. Yeah, it's it's I know. a shame that we were in a room with a bunch of like audio recording uh, equipment. Mm, we couldn't yeah. get that on tape. That is, that's yeah. true. Sorry, uh, Tass, I cut you off there. Yeah, you well, I know we should have definitely saluted him, but it was kind of like Vince Carter's elbow dunk. Like, you just didn't know yeah. what, what oh. just happened. You just <laughs> witnessed history, but it was, it was one of a kind. It really was. All right. Uh, okay, good one. Good pick. Uh, yeah, if this guy's selling individual fart recordings for $85, you're right. Trey, not, maybe not a million, Lily, but oh, we're talking. Oh, come on. It's a cosmic fart. There's no doubt. It's legendary. It's, it's going for a couple thousand to start with. Uh, what about you, Tass? What's, a, what's an NFT you'd like to... To mint from our history. Well, yeah, I get why this guy's selling farts. I mean, <laughs> NFT, the acronym, it sounds like a fart. <laughs> if you say it really quick. Right. Um, for me, I would mint uh, the Tony Parker interview in a Subway 2009. <laughs> oh. It was our first interview, so it's yep. probably going to have a low serial number. Yep. Super low. Uh, you know, we can probably put the Subway logo on the, on the thumbnail, maybe get sued by Subway. I think that would just raise the price for it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, get Tony's likeness. He's a beautiful man. Get him on there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. I think that could get sponsored even by Subway. I think they'd turn around and say, you know what? You know what? I want to get a piece of that. Of course you do. Everybody wants a piece of that. <laughs> so get in on that. <laughs> I actually just watched that clip because I was on another podcast, uh, Below the Hardwood, and they played a small clip of that. Oh, man. It is brutal. Uh, how nervous we are, How especially myself. Uh, my mic skills are absolutely hilarious. Like, I am talking at the wrong time. When it's in front of him, I'm talking. When the mic's in front of me, he's talking. But... Uh, that is a good one. That's it's uh, that's an old one. You're right. Uh, with an NBA player, whew, value through the roof. Uh, JD, finish this one off. What are you? Uh, what yeah, are you minting? there's so much on the board still. There's the Shack wedgie. There's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's the Lin shake. There's uh, at the time we hired a mariachi band. I considered that one. That was that was a <laughs> weird and rare one. But uh, I'm going with one of my favorite things we ever did on the show, and it was for an April Fool's uh, show. And it was the time skates we chopped up. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> We got Lee in a fat suit. We yeah. got Cyber oh my God, this is Cyber uh, Tass and uh, Bald Skeets, and he gets his his uh, arm chopped off with a machete. And uh, this was super fun to do. It was one of my favorite shows. We did the whole show twenty years in the future. This was at uh, so twenty twenties uh, twenty thirty six. I guess is when it's supposed to. Is that what it is? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was 2016. <laughs> and le- uh, and low key, my favorite part of that is when uh, when Tass chops the arm, and the splatter that we rigged up was super late. It's yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. chop and then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of blood in me, JD. Yeah. No. And oh. We kind of almost got in trouble for that one too, because yeah. uh, the executive producer Johnny O was uh, was at home with his daughters, and it was on TV happening, and he was. We got a call. He, he we weren't in trouble, but he was like, "Guys, I was sitting with my daughter." And, I just love the idea, you know, the idea of somebody just flipping on uh, NBA TV, NBA TV, and they see three guys, four guys in silver suits uh, and a gruesome uh, uh, arm getting chopped off. That was just great. 
That's a good one because yeah, lost in all of that is like Trey in the giant beard in the monitor yeah. Yeah. in the Matrix, and then Lee in the fat suit, uh, <laughs> who's let himself go in, in twenty years from now. He stopped doing bar three. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! And there's there's tons of great lines there. Uh, Lee asks if he can have your watch. <laughs> Skates goes, it stings. <laughs> you know, so go look it up. It's April first, twenty sixteen. Uh, oh, starters. Oh, oh, okay. We gotta, we gotta bring that. We gotta, that's a certified classic. Yeah, for sure. 100%. We gotta get that up on the YouTube channel at some point. Oh, uh, so okay. that was that's, that was projecting twenty years in the future. It was almost probably twenty years earlier when we were in college. It wasn't twenty, but uh, almost twenty years earlier, where you made a, a similar short, JD, where there was a lot of spurting. Happening. There's a spurting oh, yeah. blood. Yeah, that was spurted on Skeets' face. Actually, yeah. Yeah. it was. No, I'm in uh, like a restaurant scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you love your spurting. Your partner gets beaten with a pepper grinder. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. To Tim Burton. Not that Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton. The other, the other awesome. Tim Burton. Awesome. Spurt and awesome. Tim Burton. Great answers. Uh, we got to mint all those. Okay, next one. Paul George keeps whining about he and his Clippers being officiated poorly. And he doesn't like the whistle they're getting. No one cares except Paul Shear. But let's pretend it's Festivus and air some grievances. What's one thing that really grinds your gears in 2021, Lee? <laughs> I'm glad you asked this one because, uh, <laughs> yeah, so whenever I go to like Home Depot or Target or any parking lot, I'm that guy who's like, I want to park, you know, a long way away from where I'm going and yep. walk in as long as I've got clear space around me. I want like 10 empty parking spaces around me. I don't know why I just like, I think it's probably because I have the kids. So you're in and out of the car a little bit. Yeah. In the last two weeks, it's happened like three or four times where I've done that and I come out. And there's a motherfucker park right, right next to me. <laughs> okay. I'm like, are Not you sure serious? MF on that one, but okay. Are you seriously right now going to park there with all that empty space? You have to park next to me. I was in Home Depot just last week and I'm like, I'm parked. I'm so safe from uh, like, there's no way anyone could park near me. I come out right next to me. I was just... Why on earth are you have to park next to me? There's power in numbers, Lee. Maybe but, uh, okay, leave a gap. It's like when you go to the movies. You don't need to sit right next to you, whoever right. you're going with. Like, the have subway. a buffer. Yeah. Have a buffer. And okay. I cannot believe it. At like the first time it happened, you sort of think, okay, it happened. Then it happens like two times in a row and you're like, okay, I'm not enjoying this. You know, this is a target. That was Home Depot, wherever you are. Then it happened again, and I'm just like, oh, right, that's it. I want to slash this guy's tires. I don't care, man. I can't believe. Put a sign up on your car. Don't park near me. Don't park next. It drives me so crazy. It's unbelievable. So I'm just going to get further and further and further away just to make it ridiculous for someone else to do it. (laughs) Just leave your car in your own driveway and walk to the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I asked this question. Didn't see an MF for being dropped there uh, this early in the morning. But, uh, yeah. How dare somebody park in a parking spot? Oh, oh, crazy the nerve. The nerve. Uh, you know, I wonder if people use use your car as sort of a guide. Hundred percent, Tass. Hundred percent. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't do it, Lee. I, I would just. I would um, want space beside me too. Why the yeah. heck not? Well, that's the you other know? thing. Even if my my uh, car is a sort of you know an idea for you, to, so you come out, you know where yours is as a locator. You don't have to park right next to me. <laughs> I you think know? Tass is right. No, a lot yeah. of people using it as like a little guideline there for their pull into the space. Like people when they're pulling into space. Yep. Yeah. I think so. That's but my guess. Anyway, it's okay. weird. What do you got, Tass? Um, something that annoys me in 2021. This yeah. is key here. In 2020, this wouldn't have annoyed me. But in 2021, 
Uh, the fact that people can't use a mute button when they're on a conference call or <laughs> oh, mute themselves yeah. on a Zoom call, uh, the, the fact that you got to hear all the feedback, all the crap going on in their world when you're trying to have a conference call in 2021. I mean, I'm a slow learner. Maybe in 2020, when this all started, I could have left my, my phone unmuted for a little bit and then realized it and muted it. But 2021? <laughs> How many conference calls have you been on? How many Zoom calls have you been on? Right. Thousands, millions, but you haven't hosted one. And that's your problem. If you were on the other end and you had to deal with all this crap that people are doing in the background, bang, 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 wah, 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 like all that noise, it's, it is, it's impossible. It's impossible to get through. And it's, it's, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot for a host. I get it. What are you going to do? Just keep saying, can you mute your phone? Can you? I've been on those calls too. Oh, yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to have to say it, but. Man, you, you shouldn't be have like, to say it. You shouldn't be a parent at this point. Yeah. No, it's 2021. I, 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 there's, you know, there's some uh, some Zoom calls where you jump on and it automatically mutes you. Amazing. I yeah. guess that just doesn't work with with phone calls. Uh, just, it's just we don't have that tech. But uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It just should be automatic. It, it should be automatic in like conference setting. If you have to dial in and then dial your ID, it should just automatically mute you until mm-hmm. the, the host unmutes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. This time last year when uh, schools started going virtual uh, unprepared and there was a lot of eight-year-olds, like 38-year-olds, on a, all on the same class trying to talk to each other. Man, that was just mayhem. I don't know how the teachers did it because we would, we would log on in the morning and there's just like 25 kids all trying to talk to each other at once. It was just crazy, but they yeah. figured it out. The teacher's done a great job, and they've got kids at least now understanding how to mute themselves and uh, unmute when they need to talk. So they've done a great job, but those first couple of days, man, oh, oh man, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JD, what's your answer to this one? Uh, my answer is also audio-related in 2021. I am over the sound on this show. Mm. Like... It's just, it's been a, a year now, and uh, everybody's in their homes, and Taz has got a new home, and he's he's uh, broadcasting from his dungeon, and uh, we just <laughs> changed our, we changed the way we do things, and now I got a Skeets problem over there, and uh, it's not Skeets' fault, it's not Taz's fault, it's just, you know, we're, uh, it's just, I'm over it. That's all. Just uh, over it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you get caught up on perfect... I like it. I like it to be good. Yeah, Yeah. and and I and and you know, often we get compliments, really nice compliments about how oh, it sounds like you're all in the same room, and I'm like, yeah, the the same massive room that's terrible for recording audio in. Yeah, thanks, but uh, and you know, it's I I appreciate the compliments, but they're not deserved because the 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 show sounds awful to me. But uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, we got to get into a studio, and hopefully that's going to happen in 2021. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. 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 All right, final one here. We got to wrap this up. I got to go host a Twitch stream for three hours (laughs) over at NBA Top Shot. My God, apparently the queue's already open. Uh, Final one: the NCAA men's basketball tournament tipped yesterday. I already told you that, so get ready to hear Cinderella about a million times over the next couple of weeks. Um, I figured I could ask you guys for your March Madness predictions or which team in the March Madness tournament that you think could be a Cinderella, but screw that. I'm more creative than that. I can do better. So let's end this rapid fire in style. Gentlemen, which Disney princess do you most identify with? 
Lily. Yeah, I, I, man, I haven't got a good answer, unfortunately, for this one. I tried. I tried. I'm like, who, who do I connect with here? And I'm just going with Jasmine from uh, Aladdin. Um, I picked her in our draft earlier yeah. or l- late last year whenever we did that. And um, I'm like, what's the reason, though? I just, I just like Jasmine. I don't know. That's all I could come up with. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, don't really have much more than that. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't go with Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, on International oh, Sleep oh, Day or see, whatever I mean, there you go. That's how easy it was. I could have gone with that. But, uh, yeah, I didn't. Nope. Okay. Uh, Tass, do you have, a, do you have maybe a, a better answer? Or who's your pick? Um, Aurora. No, I, I'm going to go with uh, Moana because okay. uh, she's got a wide foot, and uh, I definitely sympathize with her. She's got f- wide, flat feet. Uh, maybe it's because she doesn't wear shoes ever, and uh, I definitely get it from, uh, from my parents. My mom specifically were the same. She's, she had village feet. I've got village feet, and uh, me and Moana, we make do. We make do in the sand, putting our toes in the sand, and, uh, you know, Moana's still fleet of foot. I'm not, but uh, she's, <laughs> she's making, yeah, so every time I see those, those chunkers, Moana's got some, uh, some, wide, some wide ones. Uh, I sympathize. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've never noticed that. I haven't either, but I'm going to look for sure <laughs> next time. Uh, JD, finish this off. What Disney princess do you most identify with? Uh, Disney princess I most identify with is uh, Ariel. I oh, love the wow. I love the water. Yep, I'm pretty quiet person usually, super quiet, and she doesn't talk hardly that whole movie. Uh, and I'm also a little bit of a fish out of water, being on a, you know producing a basketball show these last years. And uh, I also leap into deals uh, without considering consequences of anything. I'll just go, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I just bought a house. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, does it even have any closets? It does. I know it doesn't have a dishwasher. So, well, you know, wow. we'll deal with it. Wow. Whatever. Now, that's how you answer a question, Lily. Take some notes. That's a master class on how you answer a really random rapid-fire question. Put yeah. some thought into it. I did put thought into it. I just like... Did I, you? Did I did. You? I was just like, I'm not saying Cinderella, you know. I'm not saying... Uh, I don't know. I was just like, Jasmine, that's who I picked. I'll just... Hopefully, I could just put that one away and someone will have a better answer. And Tass and JD did, so... Yeah, it was good. We put you first in this Exactly. One, right? Oh, right. yeah. That would have been yeah. a brutal last yeah. one. Yeah. I would have eviscerated you if you picked, uh, <laughs> oh. picked Cinderella. Cinderella's a hard worker, man. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's it for Rapid Fire. That's it for another drop podcast guys no dunks items immaculate ones available over at nodunks.com hoodies and t-shirts and shorts and mugs please go rep the brand nodunks.com treat yourself to an athletic subscription go to the athletic.com slash nodunks where you can sign up for just a few dollars a month for the best damn sports writing in the world go to the athletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you uh please stream teamers like the video comment help us defeat the algorithm and uh, share the show with all your friends. Subscribe, of course, uh, as well. We'd really appreciate it. That's it for us this week. I guess we got a very solid play coming up later today. Lee, that's mm-hmm. going to have to come after this Twitch live stream that I got to go do right now. <laughs> but uh, don't worry. We'll get to it. We'll get those VSPs up. Everybody have a great weekend. If you're a March Madness fan, enjoy that action. But we'll be back on Monday to talk about the NBA. Oh, I should say, Trey has done his pick and payoff. We're going to save it till Monday when he's back mm-hmm. to uh, share it with everyone because I'm sure he'll have some comments about it. So that's on Monday. Have a safe weekend. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And as uh, 
Buddha's palm is saying here in the stream team, JD is the no dunk Cinderella. You're the hard worker. So, so, and I'm going to work hard on my audio this week, JD. It's going to be better than it is right now. Maybe. We'll see. Embrace the weekend, people.